Come on in, guys. Okay, Matt and Jared are we are back for Survivor 44 episode 7 and aside from a little bit of texting that we know, you know, broad strokes where we stand, we didn't discuss the show at all before starting here. You literally just finished it not even a minute ago. Um this might be the worst episode of Survivor they've ever aired. I okay. So when I texted you uh full transparency for everyone i believe my exact words were what am i watching right now yes or something like that um and i said i can't but i will and uh i <laughs> when when i asked what am i watching right now i was going to respond to myself by saying the worst episode of all time but I did not want to say that in case you thought something totally different. But that's that's not the case. What what part of the episode was that at? Um, that was at the part where they were like explaining how like one group was gonna go to tribal and like some were safe and shared immunity and like so this was still at the challenge yeah yeah and that was that was only the beginning (laughs) yeah this episode was oh my goodness we talked last week because in the preview for this week's episode they had the clip of probe saying you'll have no say in who goes home and we didn't know was that maybe one person they get like exiled or something like that or was this going to be something much worse it was something much worse. There's yeah. not. We're that's not even go back. We're going to discuss the the camp stuff from the last vote because that's just who cares at this point. Gets the immunity challenge, and the challenge itself is pretty standard. Stand on a beam, hold the pole, don't drop your ball. Basic stuff. But there's a twist, and by a twist I mean like four twists, which is four twists too many. First, they're split into two groups fine you've seen it before hate it seen it before it's stupid it's not game breaking it's just very very dumb and unnecessary well didn't we do this last week well that too yeah they split it every week they split it but we didn't know it was going to be exactly the same and then worse so last week was of course the mergatory as they call it so split the split the tribe in half team competition one tribe wins they're immune the other tribe loses they're in danger, everyone votes tribal council. That's a pretty key distinction. This week, split into two groups, five and five with one person out, and that person then gets to back which team they choose. I like that aspect, just when there is an opportunity, usually it's a reward challenge where it's teams or whatever. I like when there's an odd person out and they get to choose choose their champion to, to bring in a, a survivor advantage from last season. I like that just in general as an idea. Um, So... If we're looking for positives, 
hey, that doesn't suck. Um, then it gets worse. Um, so when you split into two groups, you're assuming, okay, one, my thought was, okay, one group wins individual immunity for themselves. The other group winner wins individual for themselves. The winner of those two wins a reward for their tribe. Pretty standard when they do this. That also happens. <sighs> but as our good friend Billy Mays would say, but wait, there's more. Not only does the winner, the overall winner, win reward for their group, they win group immunity for themselves. So for those keeping track of the math at home, 11 players left. Minimum five people are immune, potentially six, if Carson, who ends up being the odd one out, picks the right team, which he does. So six out of the 11 are immune, plus the winner of the other group, which seven of the 11 are immune. And there's more. The winning team attends but does not vote at Tribal Council. We have five people voting, four people eligible to be voted for. I mean, what the hell? Like, how many bad ideas can you can you fire off in, this, in a span of 30 seconds? Uh... How many are there here? I would say that many. It's hard to imagine more. I mean, it was just... Just absolutely asinine. Like, I don't... Productionists can't stay out of their own way. I I don't even know how you come up with this. Like, I could have... Like, you could have <laughs> asked me to say... <laughs> like, what... What is like the dumbest thing you could think of to do? <laughs> and I don't know if I don't know if I'm good enough to to create this. I think that's a point in your favor though. Yeah. Like they're like the best at bad ideas. I mean, it's it's actually impressive in a in a twisted way how consistently awful their ideas are and then even when they have a good idea the execution just tanks it yeah yeah i'm I'm trying to think of uh i'm probably not in the right mindset to think of the good ideas that they've had that have been failed by execution but i I think i think the birdcage which we'll get to that in a second (laughs) i think the birdcage idol has potential i think they Using that, there can be something fun they can do with it, but they need to tweak it. Doesn't the birdcage, doesn't it seem like like production bought like a six-pack of birdcages and they're like, how can we incorporate these into our season? They just, they just go with Gary V on garage, garage sale shopping and just pick out random things and, and they show to Jeff, hey Jeff, we found these random fucking bird cages what do you got for us yeah but it's like so many bird cages like it's like jeff they they had a deal buy six get six free what do you want to do with them we 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 couldn't pass it up yeah i mean there's it's like the whole season like the theme of the season is like bird cages i don't where does this come from like just just have it be in a lockbox like why does it have to be a cage (laughs) a bird cage uh, well, if anyone catches a chicken, I guess they have a, a place to put it. 
But then then Big Wendy will come and just free the chicken. So yeah, it'll all be a moot yeah. point. Free the chickens and go eat a burger on the way home. <laughs> I, I forgot about that part of it. That just makes it simultaneously much better and much worse. <sighs> yeah. So during the challenge, there was an opportunity for for one player to do something very not very interesting, but interesting that would have changed the entire course of the rest of the episode. So mm-hmm. Franny becomes the last one standing for her group and she's one versus four. And her number one ally, Matt is on the other group. She already has immunity. She has no incredibly close allies on her side. Arguably Danny, I believe is her biggest target who then would then be vulnerable if, if she were to not win. She should have dropped. Yeah, is that? I mean, I was you. You uh, beat me to it, but my question is going to be: Was it just a straight up bad move to win the challenge? Specifically for her. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like I don't know if she wasn't thinking it through, or if she wanted those peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. That was not a good enough reward to put your number one ally at such risk. Yeah. Yeah, I I'd save it for something really good like the get half a flint reward. <laughs> yeah, and again, I mean, it's not an easy challenge. I mean, a few people dropped out within like seconds. Yeah. She, she had to beat four people. It would have been very easy to lose this in a in a way that does not involve you just sort of dropping your pole and making it obvious you're just giving up. Yep. I now, oof. The, the the one one silver lining though is that everyone except for Jamie kind of knows that Matt and I mean kind of does know that Matt and Franny are you know as tight as can be. So for her Aside individual game, <laughs> last yeah. we heard from her, she she didn't know she she yep. was she was in the dark. The one thing according to her that she doesn't know about probably nothing from her this week about how how amazing she is. A little, no, a disappointed. She she said something kind of normal at tribal, so that was that was good. I forget what it was, so I don't care. <laughs> but with now with with Matt gone, does that free up Franny and not make her such like an obvious target for the rest of the tribe? Yeah, it it might be good that he's gone for her. Like, who's going to want to get Franny out now? I don't, yeah, because the think. the reason, from what we've seen at least, the reason that she would ever get, she got talked about or she and I got talked about is just because of how tight they were. It's not necessarily. We saw some with tonight with Matt, where where Heidi was saying, if everyone loves Matt and no one wants him to go, is that a reason to to vote him out? Which which I thought was a you know a solid line of reasoning from her, um, but not nothing for Franny at least has been she's so strategic or she's so good in challenges or she's so well liked. It's just, she and Matt are tight. This is where to break them up. Um, so from that line of thinking, this could be good for her long-term. But and again, also if she makes it to the final tribal, it gives her guaranteed jury vote too. Yes. Yes. But, there's zero percent chance unless, unless during final tribal, Matt asks her out on a date after the game and she says, no, there's no chance in hell <laughs> that he would not vote for her to win the game. Uh, I, 
I was going to say, um, I would gain immense respect for Matt if he didn't vote for her because he said it was a terrible move for her to win the challenge. <laughs> we know I, that's not going to happen. But... I wouldn't because of how far removed it would be from the end game. Uh, yeah, but, but you got to hold that stuff. That's I would I would have respect just for that ridiculous slash some you know pretty logical reasoning and just the balls on him to <laughs> to actually do that i could he's like a bad boy i could maybe see him bring it up jokingly <laughs> yeah. at a final tribal yeah and then be like i'm just kidding for any i'm gonna give you my vote don't worry about it yeah um so we get to the reward slash pre-tribal and with six people not able to vote, I was wondering why we were spending any time whatsoever with that group because they are inconsequential to the results. But no, no, yes. no, no. There's more, Jared. Of, of all <laughs> the awful twists that have already come up in this episode, they've got one more in the chamber. Maybe a... the best of them all. I don't know. Does that mean actual be like best of the worst or best meaning it's it's the stupidest? I think it's well, it's hard. I can't say it's the stupidest. It's really stupid to <laughs> to only make four people eligible to receive votes after and then, the merge. And then do this. Yeah. So there's a little envelope that says, when you're done eating, read this. You know, whatever the exact wording is. They open it up. And there's another, <laughs> there's another birdcage. <laughs> and it says there is a new advantage in the birdcage. It's locked. There are keys scattered throughout the forest. One of them opens it. Find the key that gets that opens the lock. Whoever finds that key gets what's in there. Go. Mm -hmm. So they go on a mad dash. And I liked this as a setup, just as a general setup. I I like this as it's just a, it's just a lucky scavenger hunt. There's no strategy to it. If the advantage was different, or the tribal was set up differently, like hey, everyone is eligible, everyone is voting. This would be more tolerable i still don't like this particular advantage um but such as such like here we are so eventually heidi gets it i was convinced kane was going to get it because he was the only one narrating like the journey of looking for it and then heidi finds it and it's the control a vote advantage she can literally pick one of the five people who's voting and get to tell them who to vote for Yeah, or we could have just had everyone vote. It would have been, this would have been much more, like I said, tolerable if everyone was voting. Yeah. Then it's based, then it's, then it's just, then it's just a steal a vote advantage, which I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't like, but a steal a vote in a full 11 person tribal council is, is, is much, Something that something I can much more easily stomach than something like this when only five people are voting and only four of them can even receive votes. You know, I, I haven't disagreed with the whole lot you said so far, Matt. Almost nobody on at least Survivor Twitter has disagreed with any of this. It's just getting I I've I've seen I haven't seen any like positive tweets 
everything is just like, what the hell are you? The only positive tweets I've seen have been just basically towards how well liked Matt is and how people are sad to see him go. Um, people are happy that Jam Jam is still there. And are you an, do you watch Always Sunny? Mm-mm. Okay. Um, the big question on everyone's mind is going to be if Matt's papaya question was a direct reference to Always Sunny when he says, "Can I offer you a papaya in this trying time?" There's a there's a a, par, a clip with Frank Reynolds where he says, "Out of context, it's ridiculous, but if you know the episode, you know the show, it'll make sense." He says, "Can I offer you a, an egg in this trying time?" Exactly in the same words, just egg versus papaya, and that. Even if this episode had been good, that still would have been the highlight of it for me, just because it's an always sunny reference, even if he meant didn't mean it to be. And I hope he did. Um, so people were, were happy about that. But I haven't seen anybody like this, like the the split tribe twist, the minimal vote twist, the minimal people who can receive votes, the control of vote, how confusing the control of vote is. Cause I, I did I paused the screen. On like on a, after the episode to go back on the actual parchment, it didn't explain on a revote. It didn't explain necessarily all. It didn't say if if Heidi had to announce it out loud. So she she ends up stealing, you know controlling Lauren's vote and says, "Lauren, you are going to vote for Jam Jam." Did you get the impression or get a feeling one way or the other that she had to announce it? Or could she have gone up and whispered to Lauren that it would have been up to Lauren to reveal it? I didn't get a feeling one way or the other. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's hard to, like, get into something and, when like, hate care so about something. Yeah, like, I... If I liked it, I probably would have paid more attention to it. But... They didn't really give me a reason to care about anything. Yes. Yes, this was... Honestly, the episodes with, you know, not counting the episodes with, like, Dan Spilo and that whole awfulness, because that's just kind of beyond the game, I do think this is the worst episode the show's ever done. Like At least that comes to mind. Yeah, I'm sure there were some, like, just back in the like Thailand days or like the medallion of power, or, you know, just like really like it, uh, it's hard for me to say the worst of all time because like there's been some really bad episodes, but as far as like recent memory goes, I mean, definitely since like, Definitely since like second chance. I mean, it's probably yeah, before that. I don't know. It's hard to say. It was bad. Yeah. I, I don't think you can you can definitively say it's not the worst episode. It's definitely in this in the discussion. Yeah. Or, it's, or it, if you're just if you're just tiering the episodes, this would be bottom tier hands. I was just gonna use the the tier idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh it's an F tier episode. Can you can you, can there be be like non tiered, just like unranked below um, that, like incomplete, basically? I like F. I think F works. It's it's a real sticking point. It failed by it. Yeah, it failed. This episode is just. I. 
I've more times this season than any other time actually like yelled at my TV. And it was, I think, three times tonight, two or three times tonight, just this one episode. It's just like, it's just so, so frustrating to watch this thing you love so much that you've seen, you've seen how good the show can be when they're firing all cylinders, even on most cylinders, not even all of (laughs) them. How good the show can be when they don't do anything different. Like you don't even have to try and the show will be good just from like the concept of the show. The concept of the show, trust the cast, trust that the people that you choose to be on the show are chosen for a reason and will, and that, yes, not everyone is going to be the exact person you expect to be out on, out on the island. Some people who light up the, the interview and the audition are going to tank on the island. You get some that are vice versa. Some may not blow you away then they're great out there some are exactly what you'd expect i'm sure jam jam he's exactly the type of person they thought they were getting in the auditions but you you constrict them from showing that for that full personality their full game ability and you you mess up the show that you the product you can put on screen when the vote the, the airtime should have been dedicated to that losing tribe and saying, we only have five votes and we can only vote between us. How are we going to work this small vote? But then part of that with the dumb control vote has to be on that group. And that ended up not meaning a goddamn thing in the episode. Not, well, like, not one. Yeah. I mean, that's, we should probably talk about that too. Um, but like, it's not just that like you have to sure you have to spend time on the winning tribe because of the of the advantage like the control of the vote but like how much of the episode was just watching people run around and try keys that failed like Too this is what happens when you put something stupid in the show like that it's like sure there's an element of strategy that could add a a new layer to this vote but like it's taking us so much time to get there that there's nothing left by the time we have to figure out who's going home or like yeah who's on the chopping block and like get some idea of of what's about to happen it's it's just that you've shown us two straight minutes of the same thing over and over again, run into the forest, try key, throw key in bowl, run into the forest, try key. Like how, I don't know that call me crazy. I don't think that's great television. No, show a couple, show a few ones, just throwing into the bowl, showing that it's not, not getting it right away. That haven't opened it up. It's the same thing, same concept. At least when they open the episode, they have jam jam talking about, how he saw, you know, he received votes last night. Then it cuts to a scene from Tribal Council showing vote jam jam. <laughs> like, yes, that oh, that's only, what he meant. By that, that only oh. took five seconds. But the idea, the bigger picture of what that represents of what the show is doing is they're not being economical or creative or wise with their with the time they're using. Because, yes, obviously, I hated seeing my, my name get, you know, get read out on the parchments. 
if you're watching this episode, you probably watched last week. So you saw it happen. And if you didn't, you know what he meant by saying, I didn't like seeing my name come up on votes. Yep. You don't need to flip back to that. I feel like they do that every episode at the beginning. Well, it's something of the previous tribal. And they're not showing anything new. It's just it's just a complete repeat. And that's getting too too in, into too much specifics. But again, it's the general idea of what they're doing and choo- what they're choosing to spend their airtime on. Well, they think that at least they're treating their viewers like we're in season 44. They're treating their viewers like they're getting dumber. Like I I I know what the show is. You don't have to you don't have to explain this to me. If I'm watching after 44 seasons, I probably have a fairly good understanding of what's going on here. Like you you don't have to explain the show to me. Even if this is your first season watching, the stuff that they're choosing to show, they're still treating it like you're like either six or can just a complete idiot. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Take out take out all the history. I mean, granted, the vast majority of their fan base has probably seen the previous 43 seasons, but or at like, least a good some, chunk of them or yeah. in, enough to to know the basic con- concept and contract of the game to know what they're talking about before they show these stupid flashbacks. Yeah. So a, that's a decent percentage of the audience and then like the other decent percentage of the audience is like competent people who understand like general games and then like there's like five percent that are like kids watching without a parent to explain some of this to them like (laughs) i don't even know what like who is that directed at there's probably like there's probably single digits of kids who are too young to track this show on their own who are watching it by themselves <laughs> yeah I, uh anyway by too young to watch i mean like to fully understand what's happening not like yeah. appropriately yeah but because like if, if my if i have a six-year-old and and they're watching this show i'm probably gonna watch it with them if it's like a, a reality show like this one kind of make sure nothing untowards is going on and two Spend time with my kid. You know, some cartoon. I may not watch everything. Something like this, I probably would. Yeah. Yep. The other thing to talk about with the controller vote is how, again, how poorly planned it was because the, we haven't mentioned yet, the tribes or the two groups, I should say, were separated. So the the, the winning group that, that the Heidi's with, with the controller vote, she's completely guessing onto which person's vote to control. And they end, they, I mean, yes, with the way the group shook out, they ended up knowing it was probably between Matt and Jam Jam. You don't know for sure, but they're, they have extremely limited information to go on, onto which, which person to, to, to whose vote to take. And when there's such a limited number of votes, you're putting, someone's game at risk by someone potentially just picking a name out of a hat and changing the, the the voting result. Well, it's kind of funny. Like the irony of, of us being so critical of how few options there were to, 
to vote off and then like the person with the advantage still not knowing exactly like who could, who's going to be voted off is like it's it's a weird thing to say but that shows you how dumb it is yeah it's it's beginning the episode we got maybe the the seeds of a of a Danny blind side we got some people maybe wanting to vote vote Laura now because she's got two votes. Get her out of there. You shrink the tribes, people are less inclined to take risks. Yep. Not saying every move has to be a big move, but when you do stuff like this, you take away the chance for big moves when there should be one. Like yeah. a Danny blindside would have been, I like Danny as a character. This would have been a great time for it. He's feeling very comfortable. He's got an idol. You pull it off. It's a good move for you. He wouldn't see it coming. Obviously, that's what blindside is. But then this happens. Danny's safe. And and they can't communicate anything. They can't talk at tribal. They're just there to observe. Basically, like, like the jury in that sense. Just guessing. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I forget what they've said, but they're like, when there's... The game is more dangerous when there's less people to vote out. Like, yeah. Yeah, so... People play really, really, really conservatively then. Yes. You're way less inclined to take risks when there's no backup plan. There's nothing to fall back on. Yeah. Um, there is something else I was going to say, too. So when when they say, like, there's an advantage in the birdcage if you find the key and you and you open the cage with the correct one, we didn't really have anything else, right? Like, we didn't know, like, if that was just, like, a long-term advantage that... Or or did we know it could only be used this tribal, or, like, what was the extent of the information we got on that? So once Heidi found it, it did say it was only good tonight. Yeah, but, like... Before that, when they told us that they'd just be trying to get this advantage in the cage, like we oh, had that, no idea. That, that's what... all it was. Yep. So the letter that they read at their at their meal was just there's an advantage in the cage. Find the key that unlocks it. You get it. I mean, this this might be stupid on my part, but like when they're like, go and everyone got up and started looking for it. I was like, you know who the only person still sitting on the ground right now would be? uh me like what what good is this gonna do me to like go run around the jungle and have everyone know that i have an advantage i see the point but the the counter to that would be you don't know what it is that yeah but like the, i mean I, I i absolutely see what you're what you're getting at and and heidi even mentions that she says like i have this but now everyone knows that i have this thing but Depending what it is, it may not matter. But again, either way, it's probably something you would use at the first opportunity, even if even if you couldn't use it at this tribal council, whatever it might be. You you weren't going to be holding on to it for too long. Yeah, I, that's just the part that I was trying to clarify if we knew or not. It's like, yeah, you don't know before, like while you're looking for this, you don't know what kind of an advantage it is and that's like probably why i would be less likely 
to just go crazy and try and find it or try to try to get it for myself and like just it's like we're talking about voting Lauren out because she has an advantage and now I'm going to like go look for an advantage that I don't even know what it's going to do for me. No, thanks. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it, that's a good point that there's very little upside to to finding it. From a game's pers- perspective, unless it's some like massively overpowered advantage, like here's here's free immunity for the next two tribal councils. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, and at this point, I wouldn't put it past him to do that. You yeah, get lucky true. and find the right key, you're safe. So, like, that's the thing is that if it's something that maybe could be an idol or a clue to an idol that guarantees you safety if you have it, that's kind of what makes it worth it. But if it is truly just an advantage, like a steal a vote or an extra vote or whatever, like, like maybe maybe it was a maybe they thought it could have been a um an advantage of the next immunity challenge something like that but again still no thanks still it's it's nothing yeah unless it's game breaking which would be dumb for all sorts of other reasons it's there's there's no upside there's minimal upside i should say from the in-game standpoint there yeah and then i just think about like how many times has an advantage been correctly used since we just got like spammed with advantages going back a few seasons. Like it just seems like more often than not, you either get voted out with it or you don't use it right. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk through the usage of the control of vote at all? If, if they did it correctly or what they maybe could have done, or is it just, uh, not even worth it with how stupid it is. I, I'm curious to hear what you think about it, but I'm probably not going to have any any insight from my side. So I've been trying to think about this because at one point, um, Franny, who obviously is going to campaign to try to use it to keep Matt around, she says she's convinced Brandon would vote with Matt and he voted against Matt. Um. It just goes to show they had no idea. They had they had, they knew the targets, but they didn't know who was going to vote for whom. And even if you know that, they're going to split votes probably. And so if you pick wrong there, you know it's it's they they had to get it like exactly right. I feel like their only hope was to. Uh, Could they could they have gotten it so they steal someone who they think was aligned with Lauren and have that person vote for Lauren, cluing in Jam Jam and Matt to also vote for Lauren. And then Lauren uses her extra vote to vote for somebody and get it to a a three three tie. But then I don't know if this extra vote carries over on the revote. Yeah. And would the control of vote also carry over on the revote? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm glad we didn't find out, but I was I was kind of hoping they'd do something weird like like Jam Jam and Matt were talking about where they just go cast a couple votes for someone 
unexpected and yeah i mean if if heidi is like if she would have done that just saying yeah throw this vote on so and so that isn't matter jam jam like i i think that would have been it would have been fun but i just uh yeah like honestly are they La gonna lauren's know? extra vote probably prevented them from trying anything because if if they felt certain that they could get jam jam and matt like if they said were you the other thing was they didn't say if heidi could say anything else like it was like this vote is being used like you're casting your vote for lauren matt and jam jam you should also vote lauren like hopefully they would understand what's happening they wouldn't need it spelled out for them we also didn't know if if Heidi could say anything extra, it was just whose vote she's taking and who they're voting for. Um, but if Lauren didn't have her extra vote, they could have really used that to swing the vote, assuming Matt and Jam Jam then got on the same page. Yeah. Well. But again, that's yeah. a lot a lot of ifs with no margin for error for that for this stupid thing to go right. Yeah. Maybe I, I think I've decided after hearing you talk about this that I'm glad it didn't happen just because I mean, how else like. How long is that going to take to explain in the episode like. And how little time do we have left after all of the nonsense has gone on. So who knows what they would have done if yeah. that happened? Maybe they would have had to dedicate more of the episode to talking strategy. I don't know. Yeah. But speak that actually is a good segue into something else. If you're done with this episode, anything else you want to tack on? Uh, no, I thought it was kind of funny that like the like because of this production decision with like splitting everyone into two tribes, uh, or two groups and making everyone except four people immune at tribal council. It's like, this is how someone can unintentionally end up getting rid of their biggest ally in the game. Like this is where we are. Yep. Just by, by accident. Yeah. Not great. Not great. Um, so I saw something in between the episode ending and us jumping on. Um, there's an article someone retweeted from Inside Survivor. We talked about it a couple times here and there. Um, they get some Survivor scoops and rumors. And far from confirmed, it's literally just some rumors right now. But there apparently is talk behind the scenes that starting with season 45, Survivor is going to be 90 minutes. Just standard issue episodes, 90 minutes long. Hmm. What do you think? Good. Maybe. May yeah, maybe, but probably good. If it's 90 minutes of stuff like this that we've seen this season, it's <laughs> going to be borderline unwatchable. Yeah. But we've talked about it before. Is I mean, you even said just a, a minute ago, if maybe they, they could have spent more time showing the strategy talk about whatever it was. And if they use their time wisely, 
yes, very good decision. But if it's if we add on 20 more minutes of airtime of advantage hunting and journeys to Shipwheel Island, we just see more of the walking and more talk over how to use this advantage that just created and was found. It's going to be horrible. Yeah, it is kind of fun watching people walk. I don't know. I could I could go for more of that. Yeah. The the least encouraging thing about this is that like the simple solution is to just have less advantages occupying your airtime. And instead of doing that, they're like, oh, well, we got to make longer episodes. Like, we can't take out this stuff. This is just this is just too good. It's such an easy fix. <laughs> if anything, like, at this point, do nothing. No idols, anything. Just drop it all. Or just drop everything but idols. Or have an occasional like I, I don't I don't mind advantages just broad strokes, you know, general terms, but a couple per season. You know, maybe something in the pre-merge, something early post-merge. And that's it. Yeah. But the question is, are they too far down the rabbit hole where they feel they can't go back, even though it'd be very easy to go back? Just don't do them. I don't know. It just seems like they like this. I wonder what kind of feedback they're getting directly or what they're seeing. Because the people that I that I follow and look at look for on Twitter, nobody likes what's happening. People are maybe a little more positive than we've been because they're still enjoying the cast and some of that stuff. But the twists and advantages, by and large, are universally disliked. Yeah, I don't I don't know who's enjoying the cast. I mean, it's fine. There's there's a couple of people that are worth watching, but it's not a good cast by any means either. But yeah, I get what you're saying. It might also be, I think it's a combination of the cast being decent to good, depending who you ask, combined with people looking for positives in the season and that being the only thing really you can point to. Like the challenges themselves haven't been all that compelling. There's really nothing but the cast you can point to as having any real value, value to the season. Decent to good is such a stretch for this cast. I I can't go that far. It's like you wouldn't even give I it mean, decent. No, I wouldn't even give it decent. There's we like Jam Jam, and I mean, if you if we're talking like in terms of this is like in baseball terms, all of these are just replacement level people, like aside from jam jam and then however you feel about carolyn like i'm not i don't think there's anyone that you couldn't just pluck out and put someone else in and have them be as good it's fair i'm just looking at who's left and i'm having a hard time coming up with a good argument to refute that I still think Danny's got potential. He's uh-uh. fine. He's fine. Yeah. I do. I'm very curious to see where Franny goes from here. Now that it's not Franny and Madden it is just Franny. 
Yeah, but that's because it was just like there's two of us and now there's one of us. It's not because Franny is like a standout personality. No, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm wondering about though, because I I I like her, but I don't really have a feel for her as an individual. Because all everything they showed us was basically centered around her uh, partnership and friendship with Matt. And now, I mean, next week probably will be as well on the fallout of that. Um, but if she if she feels a little more free to maybe be herself more, if she had been holding back or not really going full on on her own personality, there's some opportunity there. Maybe maybe I'm reaching. We'll see. Carson has some flashes, but again, it's he's still kind of arch- archetypal, you know, quote unquote nerd character that just loves you know super fan. Um, Brandon is. Just giving nothing, nothing to like dislike. He's a he's, renaissance man. He does it all. Remember? I did not remember that. He cooks. He he water skis. No? Okay. <laughs> true, true renaissance there with those that combination. Uh Jamie at least is entertaining because of just how out of touch with what's happening she is. Um every season needs one of those players. But yeah, it's again, it might just be people looking or maybe they have a couple people that they really like. I feel like if you really like Jam Jam and Carolyn, then the overall cast feel is going to feel better because of how much screen time they've gotten. That might it yeah. might give you a more positive feeling on on that part of the show. Um, but again, I, I honestly think it's just because for the game itself, there's nothing that intriguing happening. And so fans are looking for something to latch on to that, that is good about the show. And the only thing you can even point to is, is the cast. Even if it's not super inspiring. Yeah. So it just feels better in comparison to the rest of the show. I hope that's it. I don't know. I'm struggling. Yep. But we're more than halfway done, Jared. Mm-hmm. Not much longer. Not much longer at all. I think six episodes left. Seven down, six to go. I just can't handle one of these people being a survivor winner. Like, it just doesn't, like, ever since Winners at War, it just doesn't feel like anyone is a legitimate survivor winner to me. Like and, and even like Chris Underwood and it you know like it's 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 tough. Like I don't think of Erica as like a you know like, wow yeah I mean I I sur- I blame the show for that because because they could have shown us more what she was doing and they just chose not to like it from if we're ranking winners based on what we've seen from the season, which is really all you can do. She'd be very low, but that's, I'm going to give her the benefit, benefit of the doubt that the show just edited her terribly, but no, but overall, I I do agree that the, the three, you know, post winners at war winners are very uninspiring. They ha- they all had their well, not their all. Marianne and Gabler had their moments, 
Erica just kind of was there the whole time and didn't do anything bad. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm not going to prop up any of them as, you know, the, the pillars of, of soul survivors by any means. Well, yeah, I think part of the problem too is like, you look at, you look at some of these people and like, like does Nick Wilson like pop as a character? Like, I'm, I'm not sure. Like he's, he's good, but like the fact that he beat all of those people on David versus Goliath is like the main thing that like adds, you know, a level, like a legacy. Like he's like, that was a huge deal to win that season because there are so many good players. Yeah. As you were just saying, I agree. Yeah. Now, I mean, it's kind of a joke. Yeah. Yeah, it's it definitely feels like a different show at this point. Um a, a a worse show. But the thing is the bones are still there for a compelling TV show, which is why I don't think I'll ever give up watching it. Because at any given season, it can go from the worst season ever right before to an incredible season next the next year. Um, if production well, that's what we thought happened last season. Like, yes, and then they took the complete long, wrong lessons and just went completely deep the other way. But that also maybe foolishly gives me hope that they can still course correct. Yeah, yeah, it could it could happen fast. That's the thing. It's not it's not like on a on a scripted show where you need to kind of. If you need to, if you need to correct the the vision or direction of the show, you need to kind of steer characters into certain storylines. You can't just go from A to Z. You've got to show them progress. It just resets every season, which is one yeah. reason why they're going to keep bringing people back, like viewers, because there is that that hope that it's just going to oh this this season will get it right. But I. I'm not going to have hope or too much hope in that until I start seeing it on the screen. Yeah. Not but I think that's probably, probably yeah. enough negativity for tonight, wouldn't you say? Uh, well, it's probably not enough, but <laughs> it's it's all that we can handle. Yeah. I, I'm pretty exhausted. Yeah. This was this was really, really a downer. Of an episode, I'm gonna try to end on a positive note, saying I don't think next week will will be this bad. Yes, all they have to do is do a regular travel council, and it'll be better. <laughs> Gosh, that's that's asking like, a lot. Uh, like it's such a it's such a low bar, and I still don't even feel super confident in it. Yeah, it's. Man, what are what are we gonna do if there's like ten people that you can vote out and like only one has immunity? I don't know. The players won't know what to do with themselves. Like actually, because they haven't had that opportunity yet. <laughs> but but they're playing Survivor though. This is the th- this will be the third vote after the merge, and <laughs> and it would be the first time where idols notwithstanding. Every player minus the individual winner will be in eligible to be voted. Uh, yeah, let's hope. Let's hope. We don't. We're not asking much right here, Survivor. Just 
show us that you have a little bit in the tank reminding yourselves of what makes this show good and compelling and just give us one week of the bare minimum show us at least that not that's literally asking for like basement level expectations yeah but that's where we're at right now i'm i i think i'm officially writing the season off as one of the worst it can move up marginally but Unless something drastic happens, either with the way production changes things or players picking things up in the last last half, this will be a bottom tier season without question. Mm-hmm. I one one closing thought. Mm-hmm. If you went back and watched Island of the Idols, and like in your head tried to like just say I know that the Dan stuff happens and like I'm just going to get through that I'm going to get past that if you went in with that mindset I guarantee that you would find Island of the Idols like three times as compelling as what's happening right now oh absolutely yeah like and and that is thought to just be like a throwaway season with like a bad gimmick, you know, like that, the, I, I don't think anyone thought that like the Island of the Idols thing added anything to the season. Like it was kind of a failed idea, but like that was still way, way better than this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The, I wonder that one, that one's such a tough season to like, if you're going to tier or rank seasons, that was such a tough one to 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 fit in because there was such a a black mark on it. Um, but I mean, I've got Thailand, Nicaragua, Fiji, One World, Vanuatu, Guatemala. I mean, this feels like it's be below most of those. Yeah, this this is gonna be near the bottom. Yep. Feel bad for the cast because at least Thailand is like, oh, that's a whole group of unlikable people. So like, yes, it's a bad season mm-hmm. with a bad cast. Of course it's gonna be the bottom. This one is perfectly nice people, for the most part it seems like. They don't they're not doing anything wrong. They're just not all that compelling. You're not getting a chance to show how compelling they are. But that'll be a discussion for a few weeks from now. Um, but yeah, we'll close this one out. Anything else that came up that you thought of or that we missed? Uh no. Nope. <laughs> Lastly, who would you be rooting for at this point? Not who you think's going to win. Who would be your rooting interest at this point? I, I'm rooting for Jam Jam because he's entertaining and he's like playing from the bottom now. That So that would be, yeah, that he'd be my my preferred winner. Yep, I, I would agree I, Honestly, that. a little Carolyn, just, just to say burn it all down. And <laughs> like, sure. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. Jam Jam would be my my rooting choice right now. Um but yeah, I don't I don't really feel strongly over too many people. I, I think Franny's got the potential to be my kind of second choice. Um but well, there's yeah, an interesting not... story forming for her to win. Yes. Yes, that's that's definitely very true. 
and only one of a one of a couple, maybe her her and Jam Jam, are the two that kind of even have the story, right now at least. Yeah. Some some have like the the beginning pieces to the story, like like Carolyn and Carson have like pieces, um, but Jamie and Lauren and Danny and Heidi and Kane and Brandon. So more than half the people that are left have yeah. like nothing really that yeah. points like, to a a traditional winner story. What if Kane wins this season? Like what are we supposed to do with that? He likes swords. Okay. <laughs> Good for him. At this point, what are we supposed to do with that? Just say we acknowledge it and we forget about it and we move on. We've got six weeks. Maybe something will come up. But at this point, the way it's trending, for and that's the same for a lot of those people. If they win, it's just like, okay, that's <laughs> that's the result. And you won't have any reaction to it. That's and you just acknowledge result. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But that's that's six weeks from now problem. We'll we'll deal with that then. But for now, we just got one of the worst episodes, at least in recent memory if not of all time to to move on from and i honestly thought we would be at about like 30 minutes this episode because we were just going to complain be done with it now i'm going to talk about it, but we got a good amount out of it so that's always good yeah a good therapy session yep there you go that always helps good things just just talk it out talk things through uh, but we'll be back next week and hopefully not as bad hopefully it'll be a mid-tier episode of Survivor. Again, not asking for a lot. Just show Mid. us you show us you can make a show that doesn't suck is all we're looking for. Um but yeah, usual spiel. Follow us on, on Twitter at Lama Talk Pod, Instagram Talk Lama Pod, subscribe wherever you listen, Apple, Spotify, anywhere else we are there. For Jared Sundin, this is Matt Hambidge, and we will begrudgingly be here next week for another scoop of the crispy.